Archaeology, digging up the Holy Spirit. I'm fascinated by archaeology, unearthing. Archaeology involves excavation and analysis. Unearthing a workable understanding of the person of the Holy Spirit based on the truth of God's Word is challenging and exacting and rather tedious at points. So, in studying and writing on this topic, I have listened to, read a lot of scripture, read books, and watched a lot of teaching on this critical topic. One of the most fascinating pieces I ran across was called The Holy Spirit. How can we know him? It was by A.W. Tozer, one of the all-time greats. Tozer brilliantly explained that the Holy Spirit is not enthusiasm, courage, or energy, or the personification of all good qualities. The Holy Spirit has all the qualities of a person, has substance, but not material substance. He has individuality. He is one being and not another. He has will, intelligence, feeling, and knowledge, and sympathy, and ability to love, and see, and think, and hear, and speak, and desire, and grieve, and rejoice. Spirit is another mode of being rather than matter. The difference is not that matter possesses dimension and form. The Holy Spirit is not material, is not defined by dimension or physical substance. He has memory and can communicate with you. And would it surprise you to know that you can wound the Holy Spirit? So who is the Holy Spirit? We did establish in our last briefing that indeed it is a who and not a what. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is an unseen presence, a knowing, feeling personality, though we cannot see him. What Jesus had to say about him is of utmost importance. Jesus said, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. From John chapter 14. Further, Jesus said this, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth.
for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take care of mine and declare it to you. And that from John chapter 16. The Holy Spirit resembles Jesus. The Holy Spirit is cultured, gracious, loving, kind, just like Jesus himself. Jesus was winsome, loving, kindly, the tenderest, the most beautiful character that lived in all the world. And he was demonstrating the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is friendly. Because he is friendly, as stated earlier, he can also be grieved. When we refuse to obey him, ignore him, or turn our backs on him by sinning against him, the Holy Spirit can be grieved because he loves. Think of a parent who loves her teenage son or daughter deeply, for that is the heart of the Holy Spirit, who is of God and is God. It is possible to run a church without the Holy Spirit, but any church lacking the Holy Spirit's power really has nothing at all. For God said, not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit. Let's bring the Holy Spirit of God back to the church by confession, by seeking Him, by desiring Him, and giving His rightful place, and that in our own lives. Archaeology, digging up the Holy Spirit, oh, doesn't get much better.